All right, y'all. So good. Apparently, you guys didn't get the memo like uh, Levi and I did. We are supposed to wear the royal blue shirts. With the, some of the mission team, you guys wore your shirts. I don't even know where my mission trip shirt is actually right now. So, All right. <laughs> I think it burned up. Hey, we're back from the mission trip. This is a Sunday that we, uh, we dedicate to usually after a mission trip we do. We've normally done two in the past, two a year, a youth trip and then an adult trip. And with everything that's been going on the last two and a half years, I think you guys know about that. We just combined the trip this year, and we went uh, to Saboba, um, and it was hot. It was, but it was a dry heat, 115 degrees dry heat. Yeah, it's still hot. But uh, we had a great time um, just being, being with one another, and also it's a time when we go, and you just have a closeness with Jesus when you're on those trips. Because you've dedicated yourself, like, God, I'm going to dedicate this week to you and to serve um, the people that you bring in, into my life. And so I guess the question I get the most often is, why do you guys go? I mean, there's plenty to do right here. And we're doing that throughout the year. Um, we're going throughout the year here locally. But there's something different about when you decide to either get in a car and drive for a while or get on an airplane and fly for a while. Um, there's something just different about that. And so we go because Jesus told us to go. He says, go and make disciples. Go and tell people about me. Introduce me to people. That's what Jesus said. And then after you do that, walk with them. Walk with them as you walk with me. And there's this really neat thing that happens. And so um, I think, you know, we're all about relationship here, about family here. And so it's neat to be able to go back to Saboba for the third time. And uh, to continue those relationships, uh, you know, we've gone to Klawak three times, Alaska, and just to build those relationships, it's amazing. So we have some people that are going to share. I think we have about six or seven folks that are going to share this morning just what Jesus did in their hearts and what he's doing in their hearts. Because it's not just a past tense thing, it's a current thing. Jesus, what are you doing in us right now? So I go on this trip. But not just to, to go and leave it there, but I go to bring him with me wherever I go and, and bring back what he taught me and shared with me on the trip. One of the things that we were able to do on the trip is to plant palm trees. So Yasir and Monique Handel are the four square missionaries to Native Americans. And so I've told you the story before, but I'll say it again for those of you who didn't hear it. They felt called by God to minister to Native Americans. Monique is part Mexican and part Native American. Yasir is part Mexican, part Jewish. And um, he is an animated character. That's all I can say, Yasir. And, and we hope to have them here soon. And so we just partner with them. And as they go, they originally reached out to Foursquare and said, we feel called to be missionaries. And they're all excited. We're in the Foursquare movement. We're all excited about missionaries. And they said, well, where are you going to go? And we're, we're going to go to the Native Americans. And they're like, you can't be a missionary in the United States. Foursquare doesn't sponsor missionaries in the United States. You have to go to sovereign nations, right? 
Piaz and Monique went home and prayed, and then they realized, well, you know, every single reservation in the United States is an individual sovereign nation. Over 500 recognized. There's many that are still not being recognized, and they're in the process of doing that. So they are missionaries to over 500 nations, and uh, they minister all over the United States um, and on the island, in the Hawaii Islands, and also up in Alaska. And uh, it's just really neat to be able to partner with them and walk with them. Um, as they minister, as they share the love of Jesus with communities um, who've never even met Jesus or have seen Christianity and been hurt by Christianity. And so they've come in and they're trying to just recreate what it really does mean to walk with Jesus and who is Jesus. They're trying to introduce communities to Jesus again. And so one of the things that Yasir and Monique have this vision of in in Saboba, I mean, it's dirt. You'll see pictures. It's just dirt. It's deserts. But they want to create an oasis in the desert for people to come and to, to be introduced to Jesus, but also then to grow and grow strong with him and, and create leaders. And so one of the things we did was um, he has a friend that in Anaheim, about an hour and a half away, one way, two and a half hours back the other way because of traffic. You can ask Deshaun. Um, Deshaun was the victim, uh, the, he was the guy that got to go with Yasir. Um, Yasir said, I need somebody to go in the car with me uh, for the HOV lanes. And I was like, hmm, who wants to be trapped with Yasir for like four hours? Deshaun. <laughs> the Lord told me to have Deshaun go, even though he's one of our hardest workers. And uh, I was like, man, uh, riding in a car, but... I heard it was a great conversation. God really ministered to, to Sean, and they were able to build a relationship. It was really neat. So they picked up five palm trees. Uh, Yasir's friend gave, donated five palm trees. So some of them got to plant. Nathan got to plant a palm tree. And um, so, yeah, so, you, you know, obviously, if you've planted a tree before, you dig about twice as big as the root ball, right? And you get some little topsoil because it's all sand. Um, but before you plant the palm tree, you fill the hole, the, the hole up with water, full, and then you let it drain, complete, and then you fill it up again, full, and then you let it drain, complete, and then you fill it up again, full, and then you let it drain, complete. Well, what's, why are we doing that? What's going on there? Because what's happening is the water, because it's sand, pretty much, dirt, desert, the water just goes straight down. It doesn't dissipate this way. It literally just goes straight down. And so then when you plant the palm tree, after the third time, the roots begin to search for what? Water. And so the roots go down deep. Instead of going spread out this way, which creates shallowness, right? It, they go deep. So these roots, these palm trees, roots are going deep. And we we're just talking about, wow, what a spiritual thing for us. God, would you pour living water into us? And so our roots will go down deep. And so the reason why we do these trips, obviously Jesus told us to go. He told us to love God first with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. But he also told us to love people. This gives us opportunity to be able to do that. But it also gives us opportunity to grow our roots down deep in him. And so I want to introduce Krista uh, this morning. She's going to come up. And share a little bit about the trip. Okay. Thank you. 
Hi there. Like uh, Pastor Kevin said, my name is Krista, and I am one of the leaders in wildfire that went on this trip. There were actually two wildfire leaders. Of course, Kevin was the main leader, but now it's just Marcy and I went, and we took six wildfire kids with us. So there's a total of 15 people. Eight of us were wildfire, and I want to say, too, that three, one, two, yeah, three, four, Amanda, I almost forgot you, four of the other people who went were past wildfire people. And then there was Heather, Kevin, myself, Dan, and Marcy. Everyone else was kids. I mean, don't get me wrong, 25 is not a kid, but they're kids. And one of the coolest things of this was watching people like Heather and Dan help these kids. I mean, Nate, you spent the whole first day with Dan in a bathroom tearing the wall apart. I mean, and Dan, you spent the whole day with Nate tearing a wall apart. I mean, how awesome is that? I mean, one of the things that's amazing, I mean, I don't know if any of you have ever been on mission trips. Those of you who have know this, but it doesn't, I mean, you're sore, you're hurt, but it doesn't hurt because it's this amazing feeling. I mean, all the girls, so I was in a girl in a room with five of us. So um, it was all of us girls, and I was telling someone earlier, the most interesting part was when it was time for a shower, we had one shower, and we had an hour. So there's five of us with one shower, so we all had six-minute showers, and we jammed through, which was really interesting. But none of these girls really complained. I mean, these are, we've got from 14 to 18 a wildfire. None of them were like, oh, I hate this. This is so bad. I can't do this anymore. I mean, you think kids might be like that now, right? They're not. They're hard, hard workers. And other things I saw from these kids is the love for the other people there. I saw them helping each other out. I mean, kids and adults, helping other people out. It wasn't like, I mean, I tell Nate, Nate hates to match, right? He's got his shirt under his sweatshirt. I know it, don't you? Yeah? Yeah, all right. So the reason that we wear these shirts, the reason that we're all the same is because we're a team. And that's one of the most important things is we are a team. And no matter who you are, we are all there to support the other person. And that's what, to me, is amazing for that, for these kids to experience it. I mean, more than half of us were brand new to mission trips. I mean, that's amazing to have... Or maybe more than half, maybe seven to eight. I can't remember. Anyway, really close of the 15 of us. Most of us had not been on a mission trip. And just, yeah, I don't know. All I usually say, and one of the things I always feel from mission trips, is the relationship. For me, relationship is always a thing. Kevin touched on it, he said relationship. It's relationship with each other. It's relationship with the people who are there. I mean, Bobby John was one of the guys who's there. Yeah, he's awesome. Bobby John is awesome. So Bobby John is the one, when we got there, we found out, guess what? We're not have to cook any meals. Bobby John cooked every one of our meals. He made sandwiches. He made oh, these tacos, breakfast tacos that were super epic. And I mean, just everything he made was great. And even when everyone else from the tribe wasn't hanging out with any anymore, Bobby John was still there. And he felt an obligation to us because he felt like we're family. And he was like, whatever you need, I'll do it for you. And that's where the relationship is. Bobby John will remember every single one of us that were there because he, he always remembers me, So, which is crazy because most people don't. But anyway, so that's all I wanted to say to all of you who have ever thought about it. If you're older than 25, 
or 46 and you want to go on a mission trip? I'm 50. I went. I mean, 54? How old are you? Yeah. 50, 57? Wow, where have the last three years gone? Anyway, 57. All of us were working. Any of you can do this. And it's an amazing experience. And especially to get to be around old wildfire people that I used to help lead. Love it. Really fun to regain those relationships again. I love it. So I'm going to start off today. Well, I'm not going to start off. We're going to start off. Um, so Lonnie is our senior this year. So this she's moving on to UW. Come on up, Lonnie. Lonnie's going to talk to you about her experience. Good morning, everybody. My name is Milani. I'm going to share a little bit about how God um, worked through me uh, this week at Savoba. So at the beginning of the trip, I felt like there was a block on my heart. I wasn't really connecting. I was super confused, so I prayed about it. And um, God told me, you're angry. And um, he just, he told me that's okay. He told me it's okay to be angry. Um, there was some trauma that happened recently this year, and I was just super angry about it. So on demo day, guess what I did? I went crazy. <laughs> I went crazy. Uh, me and Krista were assigned to a fireplace, and it was pretty hard. And Deshaun. Um, it was tough getting that fireplace out, but we did it with a lot of anger and <laughs> force. <laughs> um, but God just told me, take it out, take it out. And so I did, and I really um, used that to my advantage. And I was able to rip out that fireplace with Krista, and it helped a lot. It was therapeutical. But another thing that I realized was we were gutting this trailer out. It was horrendous. It was ugly at first. Um, but we gutted the whole thing out, and it was empty, and we got the flooring down. We got the walls up, and it was beautiful at the end of it. It was awesome. And I think that was just what God spoke to me, was you have to clean yourself out. You can't plant seeds if you're angry inside. You can't plant seeds if you're frustrated. You have to fix things with God, and you have to make new of your situation. So that's what God spoke to me, and um, at the end of the week, I found forgiveness in my heart for what had happened, and I think that's just awesome. So, yeah. And then I think Deshaun is next. So give it up for Deshaun. Hello. Good morning. My name is Deshaun. Uh, I'm going to speak today upon what God did for me. I feel like God gave me opportunity. And what I mean by that, I mean opportunity to adventure off and help others. You know, like not, not just my community or our community together, but go into a different environment to where you know, we're not so used to or we're not really recognized in that environment and help out. And, you know, my, my car ride with Yaz was, that was, <laughs> that, that was when I was like, okay, God, I see what you're doing. You know, like he gave me opportunities to hear, you know, like stuff that I was uncomfortable to hear, but it was to help me benefit my situation, such as, you know, ask honest questions and be honest with yourself and don't, you know, like don't, don't say you're doing something and you're like, you know you're not doing it, but you're telling somebody else that you are, you know. And it was just, it, it, that, that just stuck with me because 
that, that car ride was long, but I, I wouldn't trade it in for the world. So after today, I just, God, God showed me different opportunities, you know, that they are there. We just have to go out there and follow, follow God's path, basically. Next up is Livy. Hi, um, he just said that, but I'm Livy, and um, I figured out what I was going to say about 10 minutes ago, so bear with me. <laughs> um, so I wanted to start off with two things that I learned. One, I actually like the heat. It was not that bad, but a lot of sweating. Uh, and two, I really loved breaking stuff. That was, like Lonnie said, very therapeutic. Um, but I wanted to say the most important thing about the trip for me was the relationships and like the friendships that we built. And so just like talking to the people there and talking to the people that came with us were, it was really great. And it's just, it's different when you're not here in like the church setting. And it was just really nice. And um, another thing is, so I don't know how many people know this that went on the trip. Um, the the church that we went to, they had another group come, and they said, if you give us some money, we will build this church for you and make it look really nice. And so they built a cement slab, and then they ran off with the money. And so I thought that was just such a horrible thing. And how could they ever trust a group again? Like, how are they trusting us? And it just made me think about how thankful I was that they trusted us to come and build this place for them. And it was really humbling because sometimes I don't trust people just, I don't know, the way they look or something. I don't know. And so they're just great people for trusting them. And I'm really glad that I got to meet everybody there. And, uh, yeah, thank you. Sydney? Hi. Uh, I'm Sydney. I'm going to talk about the trip just like everybody else just did. Um, so I really didn't know if I wanted to go, and I really was like, I don't really want to go. I don't even know, like, I don't know what's going to go on. Like, I was telling my dad about it, and I, like, had no idea what we were going to do. All I knew is that we were going to be demolishing something. So I was like, okay, well, <laughs> I have to make this decision. And so I was like, I don't, I don't know. And so randomly, it just came to me. I was like, I'm going to go. And I really had no idea why I was going. And... I was like, I don't get to have my phone. I know that that is like something that everybody relies on nowadays. So when I got to the airport, I was like, what time is it? Because I don't have a phone. And so like the entire trip, I was like, what time is it? Because I don't have a phone. But I got through it. At night, it was kind of hard because I have a boyfriend and I talked to him every single night. So I got to talk to him every single night. So that was cool. Um, but it was just, I think it was really cool that like, I didn't even know why I was going, but the minute like we started working and everything, I realized it's the community that I'm with. They made it, they definitely made it worth it. Um, having just, it was just 15 of us, but that small little community can mean like a lot. Like all of you guys are so important to me and I didn't really realize how important to me they were. There was one night when we were doing worship, like, and we all had instruments, and some of us were not on beat, but it was like, I almost started to cry. Like, it was so beautiful, even though it, like, didn't sound that great. Um, <laughs> but, um, like, 
I was like, okay, I can't cry because I don't want people to come up to me and be like, it's okay, Sydney. So I was like, um, but it was, it was super cool. And I'm really happy that I got to go with all of you guys and I had a lot of fun. So yeah, I, that's all I'm going to talk about because I don't know what else to say. So yeah. Here you go, Ryan. Hey, how's everybody doing, doing today? Well, you know, my name is Ryan Meyer. I am a, a veteran in wildfire. I've been coming for many, many years. You know, this is my fourth uh, mission trip. I started in 2017 going to um, uh, Phoenix, Arizona uh, at the Dream Center and went to Cloak in um, uh, New York City. So I'm, I'm excited. I got to go to Saboba for the first time. Well, technically, I'm, uh, I'm an adult, so, so I'm not really a kid, but I, I kind of am a leader in wildfire. Um, so, so, so I have I have a few things I, I want to share. I was rooming with Nate in Saboba over at the Oaks, and then um, my favorite things uh, I really helped out was you know I got to make friends, make some new friends with Albert and Bobby John there. You know, so yeah, the first the first day we were helping, my favorite part was um, helping um, uh, Albert uh, load uh, uh, unload watermelon from. Um, from his truck and stuff, and um, you know, it was kind of cool for us to tear out the whole trailer and stuff, and um, do do demo work, do 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 a little renovation, and then um, and yeah, you know, another thing, the hardest part was uh, going to the dump and um, helping um, uh, Pastor Albert and uh, Joseph uh, unload stuff, and I, and I know Deshaun, he he came to that. And you, know, and you know, my favorite fun day was uh, going over to Newport Beach and um, and and watching the waves go by. Yeah, and I just I just wanted to say say thank you to everybody for a great time on the mission trip, and I'm really looking forward to many more mission trips ahead of me in the future and stuff. And I also enjoyed uh, um, having fun with PK and Heather. You know, riding with them to the airport on a, on a Sunday. Yeah. And I just want to say thank you so much. Oh yeah, and I wanted to sh show you guys these that I made in Saboba. These uh, these necklaces. Yep. And um, and I just want to say thank you. And and I will hand a f uh, to the mic off to uh, Amanda out there. Okay. Um, every time I go on, on one of these trips, I get very nervous for this part, yet I still say yes to PK and get on stage. Um, so I'm going to try to shake that off really quick. Um, he asked me to share what I took with me from the trip. I was thinking, well, I took home bruises and scrapes and a sunburn <laughs> and exhaustion. But um, on a deeper level, I took back relationships and to be very honest, um, this last probably year or so, I've really struggled with um, my faith just in general that God is allowing stuff to go on in this country. Um, if it comes to politics and where do I stand in that? Where is my relationship with God? Where does God stand in all that? And why is he allowing this stuff to happen? So I took that on the trip. Um, I shared about it on my Devo, and um, I had a really good conversation with Yaz, who's been brought up a couple times. And his response to me was, 
he looked me in the eyes, he listened to me, but I knew he already had his response <laughs> as he was listening to me. And he said, you really try and be God, don't you? <laughs> and so I was like, well, shoot, thank you for that. <laughs> uh, so it was, it was a processing moment for me, but what I took with me from this trip mostly was relationships, um, working on the trailer, and that it's really the little things that matter um, in the church. When I say the church, I'm not talking about RCC, I'm not talking about New Life or any church in between the universal church. It's the, the little things that matter um, and being genuine in your actions too. So I really saw that this week. Um, every few minutes, I would get started on a, a task, and Yaz would be like, we, we need you over here. I'm like, okay. So I just had to refocus that. Um, and then the, the trailer, you'll see in the pictures, a slideshow coming up, that the trailer was a mess. It, it took a lot, and... Um, none of us are contractors. None of us do construction work except for PK, who has some experience in that. But um, the team was not strong. That wasn't our strength. And um, But we took with us dedication. We took with us a work ethic. And um, we worked together. And it was really cool to see my brother, <laughs> who is that's way out of his comfort zone, to be ripping up tiles out of the bathroom. Um, that was really cool to bond with him and see him just talk to other people um, and work as hard as he did. Um, being vulnerable is another thing I took with me out of this trip, but really God showed me from the trailer that he can turn such a mess into something beautiful. And that is the song that we sing in church, um, make something beautiful out of dust. And it's easy to correlate this into our lives, right? Um, a lot of us are truly a mess, and we struggle with anxiety and depression and different stuff going on in our lives. And so God comes in, and he, he gives us strength and helps with that. Um, and it was also a reminder of just stuff that, in my personal life, to be just have some pride in and what uh, God's accomplished in my own life. So that was really cool to see on this trip. Um, but... Now, I, this, I am the anchor, I was told, of the last person speaking, so the slideshow is coming up. So, enjoy, please, of our accomplishments on this trip. So that's our trip, and it was a trip. Um, I personally wanted to say thank you for sending us, and uh, I want you to know that this team represented you well. Um, so I pray for these mission trips. I've already begun to pray for the next mission trips. We're, we're being asked right now to go to many places already. And um, I ask God that he, in his sovereignty, because I, just, I believe in God's sovereignty. It's not always easy to believe in his sovereignty and the circumstances that happen to us, right? But I believe that he puts together the teams that he wants to put together. And I'll just be, and I already shared this with the team, so it's not surprising to them. But when I first saw the list of who was going on this trip, and I knew the projects they wanted us to do, I was just like, okay, God, this is going to be a long trip. <laughs> and, uh, 
And, um, you know, the project that they wanted us to do in two days, this group accomplished what they thought it would take them five days. So that's why every day there was added more. Oh, I'm going to go to Anaheim and get palm trees so you guys can plant palm trees. I'm going to go buy a 42 by 4 so you guys can build walls. They have a team coming in this week that are four contractors that could do the walls in a heartbeat. But Yaz was like, looked at us and said, I want you guys to do these walls. And I kept trying to talk him out of it. And, he, and it, finally he said, as he's walking away, perfect Yaz moment. As he's walking away, he says, Kevin, I believe in you. And just walks away. And so um, I asked this team um, in our meetings, because we meet a couple times before we even go, I asked this team if, that they, if they would serve the Lord with all their heart and love whoever God brings in our path. And I just want you to know this team did that. Amazing. Every single one of them. They worked hard. You, um, some of you guys really surprised me. I'm not looking at anybody in the eyes. Okay. <laughs> Some of you guys uh, really, really surprised me. We had the best van. Um, we had Nathan, Ryan, and Michael, and Heather. We had the best van, I think. Yeah. See? <laughs> See, we knew that would happen anyways. God was even sovereign over who was in the vans with us. We had a great time. Um, one of the challenges on these trips is... Besides the exhaustion and getting up, you know, I, we got this team up early. This is teenagers we're talking, and it's going to be hot, 115, you know, 110. And so we would start working before breakfast at 8 o'clock. We'd get them up around 5.30, and no complaining. And I let them sleep in one minute every day. So we're meeting at the cars at 6.10 today. And then the next day, hey, we're sleeping in a little bit. Tomorrow we meet at the cars at 6.11. You know, and that was kind of the joke. Approximately 6'11 was my, and um, they, all, they beat me out there almost every time, ready to go, ready to serve, uh, ready to serve one another, ready to serve their Lord and Savior, but also ready to serve those that God brought, brought to us. And um, one of the stories, we have devos every morning, so I ask certain people uh, to share what God's put on their heart about what's going on in their life right now and a scripture that goes with it. Um, many of them shared. It was fantastic, um, very heartfelt, very challenging. And after one of the devotionals in the morning, we had an extended discussion about what Jesus wants to do in us. And, you know, a lot of people would see this trailer. Um, in fact, it sat there for years in somebody's backyard, just sat there, and it was run down. You saw it. Um, from the outside, it still kind of looks run down, but you see the inside. And a lot of people saw this trailer as useless. It was garbage. It was trash. It wasn't worthy anymore to be used. And, and the cool thing about it is God gave Yasir and Monique vision. And like, we want to turn this old thing into something new that would be useful in God's hands today. And so I just want to say that spiritually, that's what he does with us. Maybe some of us feel useless. We feel like trash. We feel like, man, I've been overlooked. I've been forgotten. I've been passed by. But Jesus doesn't look at us that way, ever, ever. Jesus sees what he sees, and that's, I can make something new in you. And one of the stories that was shared on the trip was there was a sculptor 
And he was in the town square, and he had this massive block of wood. It's as big as a car. And he's just chipping away at this thing. And big chunks are falling off. And then um, this guy was just watching. You know, you ever go to a square, go to a place, and just get your coffee, and just people watch? So this guy had been observing the sculptor over days. And he began to see, oh, this guy's making a horse out of this huge, huge block of wood. And he was like, I can't even, how do you even do that? How do you, how do you, how do you come with just with a block of wood and then make a horse? So that's what he's thinking. He's watching and he sees the detail. He sees the big chisels, the huge ones, the big hammers. And then when some of the detail works, the little tiny hammers and the small intricate tools. And finally, the, the guy is just like, I got to go talk to the sculptor. And he goes to the sculptor and he says, I've been watching you all week, and I can see it's a horse now. How do you do this? How do you come up with this? And the, guy, the artist just looks at him and says, oh, it's really easy. I just take off anything that doesn't look like a horse. <laughs> right? I just take off anything that doesn't look like a horse, and then when I'm done, it's a horse. That's what Jesus does. Because what is Jesus' heart for us as followers of Christ, followers of him? He tells us that he wants us to be like him. And so what does Jesus do in us? He takes off everything that doesn't look like him. Now, that morning, I remember we prayed. Afterwards, I couldn't even pray because I just felt the Lord saying, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. I'm taking off everything that doesn't look like me. That's in you, Kevin. Sometimes those are easy. Sometimes it's a one pop and a big chunk falls off. Like, hey, victory. But sometimes it's... And like, Jesus, well, are you going to stop yet? When are you going to stop? And what he says is, I'm taking off the things in your life that doesn't look like me. And so then when people look at you, they don't see you anymore. They see me. I just want you to know that your mission team, when people looked at this team, they saw Jesus this week. Was it hard? Yeah, it was hard. It was hot. At one point, I'm skill sawing um, wood outside, and just my leg touched the trailer, the metal trailer, and burnt my leg because it was so hot. <laughs> yeah. But what Jesus does on these trips and what Jesus does even on our, in a daily basis for those of us that follow him, he's changing us. He's taking what people look, look at us and say, you're not worthy, you're not worth it, you're not, you're not worth it. And Jesus sees what's on the inside of us, and he creates something brand new. I'm going to ask you to stand with me this morning. I just want us to pray. I'm thankful for this team that went. Thank you, team. Like I said, we're being asked to go other places already, so I would ask you to be praying about that. But I want to challenge us as a church with the same thing that I challenged this team with. I asked them, would you, when you go on this trip, will you serve the Lord with all your heart? And I want to ask you the same for those of us that are here in our community that we have going right now, what God is doing, will you serve the Lord with all your heart? You know, we have Nerf and Nachos coming up next week. Our community is coming to us. I was in the parking lot. Heather and I were in the parking lot. 
when we had to cancel that night because of the COVID swoop that ran through here. And people in the community were driving by because they didn't hear it, but they didn't see that it was canceled. We had little boys in the back seat crying because we had to cancel it. And so they're coming back. Will we love them? Will we serve them? Will we care for them? Yeah, it starts off with Nerf and nachos, but that's just so we can see them, meet them. So now we get to introduce them to Jesus. So Lord, I pray for us this morning as your church, specifically for those who've already decided to follow you, God, that we would follow you and serve you with all our hearts. God, in the places that you have us, in our workplaces, in our neighborhoods, and in the families that you have chosen for us, that we would serve you and we would serve those you place in front of us. Father, I pray for all of us who are in that process of being chipped away at by your gracious hand. Lord, you don't do it out of anger. You don't do it out of frustration or out of punishment. But you are defining the details in our life because you love us. Because you love us. And a lot of those things that you're chipping away harm us. They're hurtful to us if we stay, if we keep on and hang on to those things. So you're chipping those things away. So Lord, in your sovereignty, Lord, I just pray that you continue to do the work that you're doing. And we know, like Paul said, that your grace is sufficient for us in the moment. Lord, we pray for more grace today. Lord, if that's, you, if that's you, church, would you raise your hand just more grace? Yes, God. God, more of your amazing grace. Lord, thank you that you have called us to be here in this place. Lord, help us to make a difference in our community, in your community. I pray that you would speak to every heart in this room, every heart that's watching from home. God, that you show us what are we supposed to do to serve those around us. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Thank you for being here this morning. Team, thank you for sharing. Loved it.